And from the awakened soul by Gibran, they say to me, you must needs choose between the pleasures of this world and the peace of the next world. And I say to them, I have chosen both the delights of this world and the peace of the next, for I know in my heart that the supreme poet wrote but one poem, and it scans perfectly, and it also rhymes perfectly. And one more. There is no struggle of soul and body save in the minds of those whose souls are asleep and whose bodies are out of attunement. I guess I'm talking for a moment. <laughs> I get a battery? It just went down. Well, I'll go ahead and share a little bit while we're waiting for a battery. Well, maybe not. Brian usually starts. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. The Masters of Old didn't have to worry about batteries. <laughs> and the modern scribes have CD burners and computers that record it digitally. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's interesting. Um, it's kind of fun for me this morning in doing the meditation that it's kind of reminded me of all the, the freshness and the newness of not only where I'm at now today with my own personal journey of really awakening inside in spirit, but also through all the years and to the very beginning when I remember waking up when I was 23 years old and beginning to have more inner experience and beginning to practice a meditation that does begin to awaken one side to that greater truth of who we are spiritually beyond this physical body, but also beyond the imagination and the emotions and the mind. But in the beginning years, in doing the meditation for me, a lot of it was just ex exciting to wake up and to actually have experiences where I knew it was something beyond the physical level. Any of you in here have that? Where something has happened that wasn't of a physical nature, that it kind of stirred you in such a way that you said, oh my God, there really is something more than just this physical world. Well, that's what happened to me. I began to have those inner experiences, those psychic experiences, those spiritual experiences, all of that. And it was just fascinating to me. It really provoked my curiosity, my enthusiasm, a true, sincere interest in wanting to know more. And I remember those first couple of years especially, not only was I meditating to awaken more to the spirit of who I am, but I was also doing a lot of meditation and self-growth, personal development type of work at the same time. And it was the combination of the two 
those first couple of years of doing everything where I began to really realize the importance of all of that. It was really fun this morning, Jim and I, in our little morning coffee talk after we're done meditating, we'll spend the morning for a little while, an hour or so, just sharing um, more about that inner journey, our experiences, and, and all that's going on here in ILM. And it was really fun because in our talk this morning, we did talk about where we talk about the purple and the blue light or that spiritual pathway home to God, but also that inner pathway of the inner kingdom of journeying through our own thoughts and feelings and imaginations and physical things. And we really talked about how important it is to spend time with all of that because it's all part of the journey. It's really one journey, the journey of the soul. But that soul's journey incorporates everything, the inner kingdom through this body and the chakras and the mind, emotions, imagination, as well as that outer kingdom beyond the physical universe, but to the astral, the causal, the mental, the etheric, the soul, and the realm of the spirit into the heart of God. All of that, it seems so complex and so many layers and levels and so much, but it's just one journey. Just the journey of your soul. And all we have to do is come present in the truth, the soul of who we are. And it's wonderful because that is the journey. That is the journey, is you, we, us, each of us, coming more and more present to the soul that we are. As Jim has said over and over, one day we'll wake up and realize that we've never left the heart of God. Yeah, one day, that one day comes as we make that journey into the heart of God, consciously, step by step, awakening and knowing that truth for ourselves. And then we realize we've never left. We've always been there. Because we, the soul, have always been one with God. Always. But it's been that journey, that movement of God's consciousness that we, that divine spark or child, have experienced all these different aspects of God's beingness. All these creations, all these arms and legs and fingers of that body of the divine. And so it's kind of like the cell traveling through the body the soul, just traveling through that body of oneness, experiencing. And so here we are, experiencing the journey. And on that journey of return to the Godhead, the microcosm that reflects the macrocosm, the seat of the soul, the heart of God. When we go into meditation, focusing here at the seat of the soul, because that's where the soul resides, here in this physical kingdom. We awaken to the heart of God right here in the physical level. We begin to become aware of that divine presence of who we are. And it is the same thing on every level of creation. Every level is simply awakening to that God beingness that we are on every level. And that's the journey. 
But that journey of awakening takes us through so many experiences because there is so much in that body of God. And so, as we the soul are here in this physical world, we're going to experience all these things of the physical world. But it's just the soul having the experience. Sure, the body goes around and does all these things. We have all these physical experiences. But it is the soul that is having those physical experiences. And then, when it's time for the next step or the next experience, well, what do we do? God begins to draw us within. Because as we go within is where we take our next step. Stepping into the divine. Stepping beyond the physical level. And so that journey is one of going within through meditation. By meditation, we begin to go within. I like that phrase I've heard in the past, the way out is in, to go inside so that we can go out. And just as the soul experiences in this physical kingdom, as the soul goes within, and then it goes out, it goes into another kingdom, the imagination, the astral realm. And believe me, if you haven't had this experience yet, the soul experiences on the astral realm, much like what we go through here physically, it's just not a physical vibration or frequency or density. It's a different body or vehicle of experience than what the physical body is. But it is so much the same that the soul is journeying, just like it does through this world, simply another world, another realm or universe of God's creation. And so step by step, we journey through each world, each creation, each aspect or attribute of God. It is simply a journey of experiencing. It is in the experience that we come to know the greater being that is God. We the soul that is one with God, through that journey come to know the greater being that is God, that is in all of creation. It is in that journey through all of creation that we, the soul, come to know the oneness, our oneness, and the full being that is what we call God. That full beingness be present, be here, be now, be one, be loving, be yourself. It is the journey of that true self that is always being. So in meditation, we simply are coming present into that beingness of who we are. And the journey is one of coming present into the beingness that we are. That's the journey. Because when we awaken fully to that beingness is where we realize we are one with God and have always been. But that journey to awaken to that beingness is all the experiences along the way. The physical experiences, the imaginative experiences, the emotional experiences, the mental experiences, the unconscious and subconscious experiences. 
and even the experiences in the soul in that level of consciousness. And then the soul's transcending even that. One journey. Sure, it seems like a long journey. In this realm, it is a long journey because it's one of time and space. A journey through time. But just be aware that it is the journey of simply awakening to that beingness. If you can realize the simplicity and allow yourself the space in the time here in this world to have the experience is where it gets simple. It gets easier because we are no longer resisting or avoiding this journey of experience. It is in this creation that the ego self, the mind, the emotions, body, imagination, tend to go into what we call a resistance. That resistance is simply that polarity or magnetic charge of this world that keeps the soul entrapped in this consciousness so that it can have the experiences of these worlds. That's it. It's not an evil, bad thing. That's simply a mechanism, a way by which the soul can stay anchored to experience all these realms. Because without that magnetic polarity charge, the soul's nature is just to lift up. So without the charge, we go into neutrality. And the soul begins to lift and return once again back to its original state of being, what we call God, that oneness of the return home. So the polarity and the charge keeps the soul anchored here so it can experience these realms. That's a good thing because the soul is on a journey and it needs those mechanisms, those ways and means by which it can experience all these different aspects of God's creation. So the nice thing is, when a soul is coming towards the end of this experience of time and space, the realm of duality, polarity, then God assists the soul in beginning to release, unhook, free up or neutralize those magnetic charges, those things that, in a sense, entrap the soul, hold it down, feeling like we're in prison. And isn't it funny that often even those keys or those ways and means are often called keys that unlock those mechanisms or those doors that hold the soul here for its experience. Very natural, very simple. That's the inner pathway where God shares with us and gives us those keys to open those doors that we, the soul, can begin now that journey of neutrality to come back into neutrality, the unconditional loving, where there are no attachments, there are no conditions. And in that state, it gives the soul the opportunity to do what it does naturally, and that is to rise up and to awaken back to that state of being 
and the knowing of that. Why does that take place? Simply because it's time for the next step. It's time to have the next experience. It's time. But in that time, we also have our part in doing that. We have our part in taking the responsibility to use the keys if they're given. Freedom of choice. Well, here you go. Okay, you've experienced the physical. Do you want to experience now other levels? Do you want to begin to awaken and to know the greater truth of spirit? And if the answer is yes, you want to know that, it is that desire to know by which it draws to us the means by which we can come into that knowing. That's how it happened for me. I didn't know all this other stuff in the beginning, especially, again, like I said, those first couple years. I didn't know all this. But it was that true, sincere desire, that curiosity, that interest inside of me that kept pulling, drawing me to want to know more, want to know more, experience more. And so as I opened, as I searched, as I asked, I took steps, and then in each of those steps, I was given a key that would unlock the next door so I could move into the next experience. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. All those phrases are nice phrases, but they're meant to be lived as experiences. They simply give us a direction to walk so that we begin to walk that inner journey of experience so that we come to know for ourselves, not just because somebody's saying so or we read it in a book, but we take the information, we utilize the information, we begin to work with it and have our own experience so that we begin to awaken and come to know these things of spirit that we hear different teachers and mystics and saints talk about. Words of inspiration. But believe me, those same words of inspiration to some will fall flat because they have no interest, no curiosity, no desire to seek the experience. And rightfully so. You know why? Because they're still in their journey in this physical plane. And that's a good thing. Because the soul is here to have those experiences. And it's not until we have fulfilled what we've come into experience physically will we even have the interest or curiosity to begin to seek other worlds besides the physical. And so in each soul's natural timing, God will bring it home, call it home, when it is time. And it is that call of God that stirs us, that begins to bring present that desire, that interest in knowing more beyond the physical. And so it is we answering the call, answering that call. Sometimes we even hear it. You may even hear your voice called 
and you know it wasn't physical, or you thought it was, and you look around and nobody's there. It happens. Other times, it's really just a movement in your own consciousness. Something inside of you moves or shifts, and you're aware of it. And then all of a sudden, at least for me, I had this shift. I had no interest in spirit or wanting to know more than the physical, but something inside of me shifted, and I was aware of that shift. And I was like, what's that? What is that? I asked a question. I began to seek an answer. And so it began me taking action steps, seeking to find out what was that inside of me that changed, that shifted. Because I knew it. And then, as I kept taking each step, piece by piece, another experience would happen. Another experience would happen. And each experience would begin to answer those questions. But the funny thing is, in each of those answers, there was also now another question. Well, what else? What's next? What else is there? This is amazing. This is incredible. And so it would lead me to the next thing and the next thing. And a lot of the times, I'd hear somebody talking and sharing about their experience or read a book and hear about these amazing things. And so it would lead me to the information. But then I'd go, I want to experience this. So inside of me, once again is stirred that sincere desire to know. And I knew reading it in the book, yes, it, it, it stirred my curiosity and I was fascinated. But reading that book did not give me the experience to really know. And that's what inspired me to begin the technique of meditation. Because it was through that way that all these different authors and speakers spoke of and were teaching to have the experience in which they were sharing. So I began the meditation. And in the meditation, I did begin to have the experiences that were spoken of, that were wrote about. And that's the key, is that we take the information and we begin to apply it to have our own experience. That's the journey. And that journey, as I was saying earlier, will take us beyond the body. But also in that journey that we speak of, of going home to God, beyond the body, there is still yet this journey through the body. And that is why it's important to do the inner work, not only through meditation, but also the work of loving, of acceptance, of forgiveness, that we love, accept, and forgive all of our own thoughts and feelings and imaginations and physical experiences, that we hold nothing against ourselves or against others. But most of the time, even when we seem to be upset or reactive or holding something against somebody else, that's just an outer reflection of something that, in truth, we're holding against ourselves and our own beingness. And so, an important part of this journey is to begin to release 
those blocks that we have created within ourselves. And so that is a journey of loving within by which we begin to set ourselves free of all that we've created just within our own mini-universe. And what I have found is that often that journey will be both outer and inner, even at the same time. So the inner and the outer take place, all is one. If you want to have greater experience in spirit, like I did, and I know many of you do, then also be willing to have greater experience inside. And how do you do that? By loving, accepting, forgiving all those things within you that you have placed against yourself and others as judgments, as fears, concerns or worries, stress, the negative stuff, even the good stuff. We get all excited and caught up in the good stuff and we'll get doing it over and over, addicted to the nice feelings and experiences. Well, that entraps us too. We'll get all caught up in that. Yes, it's good, it's nice, it's wonderful. But yet if we keep feeding that, we don't allow ourselves to feed the truth of spirit inside. So just pay attention. Don't make any of it wrong, because we're going to do that anyway, you know? Who hasn't, right? That's why we have loving acceptance and forgiveness. Begin to accept what you do do in this human consciousness. As we begin to move into acceptance, all of a sudden we'll begin to find a greater freedom or space because everything we make wrong or right, I call it righteousness and wrongsciousness. New word. One of these days it'll probably be in the dictionary. It's clarity. Expectations, frustrations, fears, worries. All those things we do, they're hooks. But it's us who are hooking ourselves through all those thoughts and feelings and actions we do. So it's up to us to take responsibility to unhook ourselves, to let go and let God let go. Well, I don't want to forgive them. They're such jerks. They did this to me. Well, even if they did, if you're still upset, if you're angry, guess what upset and anger does? It keeps you, you yourself, hooked in to the mind, the emotions, and whatever that experience was. So it's up to you to unhook it. We give three simple keys, loving, acceptance, forgiveness. If you can't love them, forgive them. You can't forgive them, accept what happened just the way it is, and let it go. Letting it go is forgiveness. To give it up to God, to forgive it, to let it go. That's what acceptance really is, is the letting go. And that is all. Letting go, forgiving, accepting is all an expression of loving. But if you can just go in and say, I love you, I love myself, I love it all, the loving is what lets it go. Because you, by living the loving, automatically you let go of all this other stuff. 
truly to be in the loving, you have to let go of the reactions, the fears, the hurts, the frustrations. But often in this world, we find it complicated or challenging. Well, I'm trying to let go. I just can't seem to let go. I'm, I'm giving it to God. I'm forgiving it. I'm doing all these things. Well, guess what? We also get what we focus on. So if we're focusing on that thing we're trying to let go, we're still focusing on that thing that is keeping us trapped. So the true action of loving, acceptance, forgiveness, and letting go is to focus on the thing we do want to experience. And in this case in here, that is loving, that is God, that is spirit, that is soul, that is divine. Be aware where you hold your attention. That's why in meditation we go right to the seat of the soul and focus right on the loving. And then in that place of loving, it will naturally bring up all those areas in which we have entrapped ourselves. And all we have to do is be in the loving and allow the loving to bring these up and let them just move right on out. Just observe, a state of observation is a state of neutrality, which is unconditional loving. No attachments, no reactions. We're not hooking ourselves in. We're just letting everything be. And in the beingness, that river of loving, that flow of spirit, will just bring it back into the nothingness, and you will stand free. But you've got to be willing to walk that journey through all of the thoughts and the feelings and the reactions and the fears in order to stand free in the loving. So in other words, don't avoid. Don't resist. But we do. It goes on unconsciously. We've been here so long. We've developed so many habits these things just automatically, unconsciously react within our being here. That's why the journey is also gradual. It takes time in this realm to just simply keep coming back to the loving. Every time you go into reaction, instead of being upset, you go into reaction and say, Oh, reminder, be loving. Oh, reminder, be loving. Oh, another reminder, let me move to the loving. Let me come to that focus of loving. Reminder, reminder. There's positive feedback and negative feedback. It's all feedback to come present in the loving. Because that's where you will set yourself free. And as I said earlier, in every realm, wherever you experience any of that, you come present in the loving. As soon as you do, you come to that place of freedom and the soul's nature is upliftment. So you come to that place of freedom, whatever realm you're at, what happens? The soul just starts to now rise up. Rise up to the next level of experience in whatever the next realm or creation is. Automatically. And so we find ourselves in a higher frequency, a higher level, more loving, more openness, more freedom, more joy, 
And then the shit hits the fan again. You go, okay, I thought I was free. Well, you are free of that level that you just were in, but now you're in the next. So you get to experience a little bit of freedom in that transition. But now, in that next level. Oh, experience. Well, what's here for me to experience? Now that's a good attitude to have. What's here for me to experience? In loving. Let me experience whatever I'm to experience, but let me do it in loving. So that as I move through this realm of experience, I move through in such a way I set myself free by not reacting and creating more hooks. But when I do react, because I know I will, because this is what happens in this realm, it's part of the human condition, let me also take with me that acceptance to know that's just what happens. Hey, people, that makes it easier automatically just to move through experience with acceptance. And then as you do move in that experience with acceptance and you have the reaction, go, okay, I knew it was coming. That's all right. It's part of the process. Because in that experience, I am learning all, all these different aspects of God's beingness. And so as we do, then we move into that beingness of loving. And once again, the loving comes in, releases the hook, the experience, the learning. Karma's done through the experience, the learning, and we're free. So we come back to the place of neutrality, and all of a sudden the soul just starts to rise up once again to the next level. That's how this works. That's the simplicity. That's the inner journey through every realm. It's one path, one journey. The journey of loving. So just keep coming back to that pathway of loving, that river of loving. And it will just lift you and take you through it all. And the way you allow that is by loving it all, by allowing it all, by not resisting, not avoiding. But even if you do resist or avoid, come into acceptance because that's part of the experience. Resist not evil, avoid not. That creates separation. You accept and you love even the negative as well as the positive there's no resistance or hooks that keeps you entrapped or caught up in those experiences. So the next time you get mad or upset, love it. Have a good laugh. You're in it. You might as well accept it. If you're still challenged, begin to find a way inside of yourself to forgive not only the experience, but to also forgive yourself having the experience because ultimately even though it may be unconscious there's a self-judgment in there so forgive yourself to release the judgments and the fears that you return to that state of loving so you set yourself free and allow yourself to move to the next level until one day 
you have transcended all those different levels by having all those experiences till you come back to that place, that original state of being where you've always been and always will be, which is loving. So follow that. Know that it is a journey. But follow that in yourself. Follow your own curiosity, your interest, your joys, your pains. Allow yourself all of that. You wouldn't even be here if you weren't interested. So follow that interest. Because ultimately, it is going to lead you back into that original state of being from which you've come and now to which you are returning. Don't be worried if you're going to fall from the graces of God. Stop fearing that you're going to hell. Go to hell. And love it. Love it. You'll find yourself free right even in the pits of hell. No matter how horrible it is, you will experience loving because you allow yourself to. And that's a glorious day when you know you're loving and freedom even in hell. When you experience that, which you will, that's when you are really free because then there's nothing in any world that can entrap you any longer. Remember that. When you allow yourself the freedom to even be in loving in hell, there's nothing that can any longer entrap your soul. Because on this journey, we have to allow ourselves to be that oneness that we are in every level of God's creation. And it is only in that do we move into freedom and liberation and truly wake up and experience the fullness of our oneness with God. That's fun.